Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. You're listening to episode 87 of the podcast. My name is Brefney Early and today we are going to be looking at the sporting action across the coming weekend. It's mostly Gaelic games as the Connacht Gold Senior Football Championship and the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Football Championship finally reach the semi-final stage. Some big games Saturday and Sunday in those competitions. We'll also be talking to Niall Moran ahead of his semi-final of the FAI Cup with Sligo Rovers. They played Dundalk on Sunday evening in the showgrounds. Pretty much a sellout at this stage, but the very best of luck to Niall in that game. We'll also have a little look at some of the ladies' football taking place across the county. I'll be speaking to Trish Ford, captain of Kildregales, ahead of their junior final on Saturday evening. We'll start with Gaelic games and tomorrow, Saturday, sees two games, one semi-final at each grade of those two championships that we mentioned. At 3.30 in Park Sean McDiarmada, the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Football Championship semi-final takes place between neighbours Ballon Aglera and Drum Kieran, while at 5pm, Glencar Manor will play Melvin Gales, also in part of a doubleheader there in Park Sean McDiarmada. During the week, I caught up with both managers, James Phelan of Melvin Gales, but first Shane Ward of Glencar Manor Hamilton. Shane Ward, it's a couple of days ahead of the county semi-final. You're back at this stage again. What's your thoughts ahead of the game? I suppose we're looking forward to it. I suppose our second year in charge, so I suppose we have a better grasp and better grip of where we're at. And uh, we feel we're better prepared this year. And as a group, I think the group have worked very hard this year. So really, really looking forward to it. And I suppose, you know, the, the local derby, we can talk a lot about it, but it does add an extra edge to the game. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's a county semi-final. So no matter who you're going to play, it's going to be a big day out. In terms of the learnings from 12 months ago when you were knocked out at this stage, what are you doing differently this year than you would have done last year? Um, I suppose, I suppose as a management team and as players, we kind of know each other better. Um, I'd be very much of the, I suppose, the mentality when we not got knocked out in the final last year. There would be certainly in my dressing room, there would be no finger pointing and no rash decisions made. Um, we, you know, I would take stock. I would see, I suppose. Any game of football, very much a 50-50 share between the players and the managers. And, uh, you know, we took time out to reflect. The players did a lot of reflection as well. Um, and, you know, we met back again just before Christmas and uh, we trashed it out. And we decided to just take a, a slightly different route this year. You know, I suppose one of the things last year was we had a very good um, league campaign and we took we hit the ground running big time. And I think, you know, we put an awful lot of emphasis on every game, building and building and building. And I think eventually the bubble was going to burst for us. So I suppose he took a lot of learnings from that. And I know every group is different. And uh, some groups would take that and run and would build and build and build. And it just we didn't feel it just suited us. So as we see from the league results, we started off a bit slower this year. We prioritised a lot of other uh, types of training. Group really bought into that and really, um, you know, focused on the different, the different training blocks within the season. And uh, I think we're just coming, coming good at the right time. How much can you tell us about how different those blocks were in specifics from last year? Um, I suppose, you know, when I when I came into the job first, I suppose I would have I would have spoken to the players and I would have known the players really well from starters. So, you know, have watched Glen Commander now for the last ten or twelve years. I suppose I would have had an idea maybe of what they needed to work on. I suppose we put a lot of uh, work into, you know, preparation for on-field training with regard to gym work and um, 
a lot of off-field stuff, if you like. And, um, you know, we just we just plan that out really well for different groups of players. I suppose we have a lot of experienced players in the group who kind of are, are well-attained to that and well-adjusted to that. And then we have a middle group who are really trying to push the boat a little bit and then a younger group who need a bit of learning. So we divide them into different groups and we worked on that off-field stuff. And then I suppose that gives them more power and more, I suppose, um, flexibility on the field you know and I think our, our field training was much harder much tougher this year and we focus a lot on um, game specific stuff but really really challenge ourselves so you know both mentally and physically and I think that was a big a big change for a lot of the players in that you know we tried to push ourselves every day and learn something new. The club is 50 years old this year and of course big celebrations around the August bank holiday how much does any of that stuff for the opening of the new, pit, of the new pitch how much does any of that stuff come into your consideration in terms of the the importance of this year's championship to the club um i suppose yeah they had different celebrations there the bank holiday began in august and that i suppose it was a, a big landmark for the club um personally i felt privileged to be honest obviously not being a native here i felt privileged and lucky enough to be in the position to manage the club in their 50th year because i suppose it'll always be remembered in the next 50 which will be good you know for the kids growing up and that to know that the 50th celebration their their dad maybe was in charge of the football team here so that's a that's a, a, a personal thing for me and, and I f- again i feel privileged to be in that position um but really you know glen carman are a very experienced club one of the reasons you know i i think that they're in the right place going forward is that they're they don't they don't tend to uh, get overexcited or overstated in these situations. I don't think there's any pressure or any focus on the fact that it's a 50th year that it has to be any different than another year. And uh, I certainly don't feel that it's 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 a, a weighing factor, if you like, or a, a contributing factor to where we are at the minute. I think the group are driven every year, and I suppose results would say that the championship the last couple of years, they've been there, thereabouts all the time. You know, so without doubt, they were always going to be in, in the shake-up in the last eight. And... Um, I suppose whether we win it this year or not is, is immaterial. Every year for them is a, is a challenge ahead. Your last defeat came at the hands of Melvin Gales two games back in the last round of the games. It was a kind of a dead rubber for you. You were guaranteed to be top of the league. Does that game matter now coming into the semi-final? Yeah, I could think every game matters. You know, every game matters for, for myself and the group especially. You know, we talked a lot about this year about you know, trying to push your own performances in different games in different shapes and forms to try and learn something from every game. I think it's important that you do take away three or four good points from every game, whether it's, a, you know, based on how you react to the opposition or whether you, you know, how you react yourselves in certain scenarios. Um, we would have learned a lot from the games we played against them this year. And, you know, other teams have challenged us in different ways as well. And there were some days we had to come away from the field and say, you know, we didn't react well to that situation today and we had to learn from that this week. And, you know, we come away some days and we say, you know, we reacted really well today and we learned from the week previous. So, you know, Melvin Gales undoubtedly beat us twice in, in once in the league and once in championship this year. So, you know, we undoubtedly took some learnings from that and we look forward to trying to put some of them wrongs right this week. In terms of your own connection with, with Melvin Gales' manager, James Phelan, you went to school together, you played football together coming up. How well do you know each other? Ah, yeah, we would have went went to school together for a long number of years, I suppose. um, Michael McGowan was our school principal in De La Salle and Ballyshannon um, in an all-boys school, I suppose. And, uh, you know, the life and soul of that school was day-to-day was football. Um, So I suppose we shared that experience. I think it was... It was undoubtedly in my last eight or ten years of coaching and managing, it's been an experience that I've kind of um, dropped back into many times because we've had we had a great upbringing there. We learned a lot. I know he was kind of chairman of Leitrim at the time as well, coincidentally. 
But um, no, like we know each other, we've played in, on, on teams together and that. So there's, I suppose, a mutual respect there. And uh, I hope that mutual respect works both ways. But uh, nonetheless, I know Wally love his team well drilled and I know exactly what I'll get from them is, you know, hard work, hard graft. Obviously, you had a stint as the senior manager in the county here for, for two years with the 21s for three years before that. How much have you learnt in that experience that you can bring back to Manor Hamilton? Yeah, it was a very, very good learning experience. Um, you know, I was lucky to have, to have a number of good groups of players, which I learned a lot from. And um, I suppose every experience is a learning experience. I would have learned an awful lot from that time. I would look back at odd time and think, geez, I would have done so many things different if I if I was in those shoes now. Um, but yeah, certainly did, you know, work on that higher level, did learn an awful lot. Uh, to a certain extent, had to learn on my feet. You know, took over the count of the 21s the first year. And um you know, really, really enjoyed the first year. Had a really, really good group of players, a group of players that were deemed to to uh, not succeed in Connacht, and you know, to a, to a certain extent, got to the Connacht final after beating Galway in the semi final, which was a, a real, um, I suppose, progressive step for them. But it was really enjoyable, and from then on, I suppose we we kind of incrementally increased and improved things as as we went on, which resulted then obviously getting a senior job, which is great. And um, yeah, I learned certainly did learn an awful lot. I suppose I learned a lot about off field preparation and. Um, you know, we used a lot of different expertise over those uh, three to four years and would have learned from those different people that we use at different times. And I suppose I would have come up with a trail I taught myself now where kind of put pillars in place for players to improve. And um, I suppose there's some pillars that I would have used that time that I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily refer back to now. So I've certainly learned a lot. And I think, you know, hopefully I'm bringing something different to the Manor Hamilton players. In terms of the game on Saturday evening, what are you most looking forward to about the experience? Uh, looking forward to the challenge of knockout. It's one thing I missed during the group games. I suppose there are certain elements of security in the group games where, you know, if you have a bad day at the office, you're always going to get a second day out. And uh, for me, championship, thinking back to when you played yourself or, you know, when you're in action with other teams, it's all about the championship day. It's all about that 60, 70 minutes and it's all about what your team can give for you and what you can give to your team, you know, in, in both halves of the game. And I suppose that excitement, that thrill, that focus, that intensity... Um, is what it's all about and you know I, in, in some regard I didn't get that from the group games and uh, I suppose you don't get that same thrill and that same boot so really looking forward to that intensity um, I know the opposition will bring in lots of intensity in their own way we'll bring lots of intensity in our way but you know there's a real real excitement and a real thrill in that 60 minutes of club football when you know that everything is on that line for 60 minutes What's the buzz been like around town? Good good um, I have to say we've got a lot of support locally and uh I suppose Glen Carmel Lady's been in the county final last week. You know, our junior A's and junior B's both qualified at the weekend for county finals. So there has been a certain, I suppose, air of caution, but air of excitement as well to the fact that, you know, we're beginning to get into the real, real business and the championship. And, uh, you know, when you have different teams qualifying like that, and obviously the ladies lost by a narrow margin last week, but still the momentum it gives the club is fantastic. And the energy gives the club because, uh, you know, a lot of the senior players went to watch the ladies last week and shout them on, you know, and hopefully they'll give us the, the response this week as well. Well, listen, I'm sure there'll be more than just the ladies' team supporting you on Saturday evening. The very best of luck to you, Shane. Thanks, Bethany. Thank you. James Phelan, it's a big week for the club here in Kinlaw. It is, Bethany, yeah. Um, you know, days past, we would have frequented the semi-final a wee bit more often. Just this last couple of years, it has evaded us. So now that we're here, it is, yeah, it's, it's, a, big, it's a big week for the club. There wouldn't have been much expectation on you to reach this level two games in when you'd lost to both Mohull and Drum Riley. 
but here you are one game away from a county final have you let your thoughts drift that far are you concentrating purely on Saturday's game oh absolutely you know it, it is only a couple of weeks ago since we, we lost twice on the bounce um, I, I, I knew there was more in us but at the same time as I keep saying this year this is this is a new setup, and it's a team in transition and, and there's a lot of young fellas and it's a young management so we're taking one game at a time um, and we, we wouldn't even dare but thinking about a county final at this stage our goal uh, earlier in the year was to get beyond a quarter final stage because that's where we'd reached for the last couple of years and hadn't made it beyond that so that was our goal at that stage so to us at this stage we're kind of in bonus territory already Going back to the quarterfinal against St Mary's, talk us through kind of your mindset as that game developed. Well, I was particularly happy the way we started the game. Um, get into it quickly, settle down. It was hard conditions. We, we were managing them fairly well and we were finding our scores. Um, but I was always concerned throughout that first half that we were we were missing as much as we were scoring, even though I felt we were controlling the game at all stages. But after 25 minutes, we were five points to no score up and went in five minutes later to half time, 5-3. So it it was a strange game insofar as, you know, we felt we were doing really well. But at the end of the day, there was only a kick of the ball in it at half time. So, you know, it, it was hard to relax, let's put it like that, throughout the game. We settled back into it in the second half. We didn't do anything. Um, we didn't do anything special, but again, just did enough to, to to grind out a win, and and that's basically as it was. It was just a workmanlike performance right through, and I suppose the conditions that were in it on the day. It was a, a soft, wet day, and I was happy enough as I was watching the game unfold. And I felt, as I say, I felt we controlled it for the most part. In terms of your history with Glencar Manor, obviously you've played them in the the last round of the group stages this year's competition you won that game do you think that game is going to have any bearing at all on Saturday's match it's hard to know you know the cliche is you know that you're only you know you're only as good as your last outing you know and what goes before really doesn't affect what happens in the next game uh, both teams we know each other so well at this stage and again there was one kick of the ball between the two teams um, a couple of weeks ago. Now, you could say Manor didn't need to win that game, and to an extent, we didn't really need the game uh, to win it, to progress. But I don't think anybody wants to lose a championship game either going forward. So we both would have been doing our best, I think, to be in, to, 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 to progress. As far as next Saturday is concerned, I don't think that game will have any bearing on how the next game uh, materialises. On a personal level, how have you found this year as a, as a manager? You're just, I suppose, not that long from playing yourself. I've enjoyed it. Um, it, it I suppose it's nice to come in to a setup where there's not a lot of expectation uh, for a start, um, and with you know, I suppose we we have expectation of ourselves. We we have an idea of where we should be, and where we want to be, but not having been successful in the last couple of years. It doesn't. It means you're not carrying a lot of baggage going into the into the year. I've enjoyed it so far. It's obviously, as with any year, you have frustrating times. There's times you go through a bit of a lull, um, and and we had that earlier in the championship. But thank God we've bounced, you know. And as I say, we 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 have kind of achieved our objective this year. So it's bonus territory for us now. So it's been good so far. 
the club last won the championship in 2012 and of course she beat Glen Manor in the final that day you were on the the goal scoring uh, sheet that day uh, how much would you kill to be playing on Saturday <laughs> oh yeah there's no at the end of the day there's there's nothing beats playing you know um and uh, it, it's about the fellas on the pitch you know and as much as it's fantastic to be involved there's nothing quite like you know being on the pitch with the 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 blood the sweat and the tears and overcoming and winning something you know so yeah i'd dearly love to be on the pitch on on uh on saturday but you can't play forever you know and i'm glad to be where i am two senior championships in your back pocket 98 and 2012 14 years apart the likes of emlyn mulligan who probably has come to a stage in his career that you would have been at in 2012, he still looked like he was pulling the strings against St Mary's that day. How important a figure is he in your dressing? Naturally, a, a man with Evelyn's experience is very, very important in a dressing room, um, and especially when you have so many young lads uh, in that panel. You know, there's about seven or eight of those lads would be around the 20, 21 mark. There's a couple of them going down as young as 18. In games like this, that's where you need men with, like Emlyn, with that experience to, uh, to you know, to take control in the dressing room and, you know, calm nerves and get fellas going. A lot of neutrals looking at this game would see you as the outsiders going into this manner, have been the team on form, coming the whole way through the championship. What's it going to take for you to get into that final spot by Saturday evening? It's going to take our best. It's going to take every man doing what he has to do, being there at five o'clock on Saturday evening when it matters and ready to go, and resilience. It'll take huge resilience. That manor team, you know, you spoke there about myself having two championship medals and Ellen Mulligan having one championship medal. Some of those players in that Glencar manor Hamilton team have four senior championship medals. That's probably as much as, as as will be on our pitch for us on Saturday. They're a huge team. Last year, they um, were at this this stage and, and were only put out in a replay. And that was, you know, after they had dismantled Balnamore in the quarterfinal. So naturally, to the outsider, you know, if you're a betting man, you'd be looking at Manor. But we're young and we have enthusiasm. And we'd be hoping that, every, as I say, every man's there at five o'clock with the right attitude and the resilience and the hunger to see them through on Saturday. Well, listen, James, I've no doubt that Melvin Gales will put it up to Manor on Saturday evening. The very, very best of luck. Thank you very much, Brefney. An absolutely mouth-watering local derby in store there tomorrow afternoon. On Sunday morning at 12 noon in Drumshambo, there's a relegation playoff it's a semi-final playoff between Drummer Hare and Phoenix St. Collins. One of these teams will be relegated on Sunday morning. One of the two, Drummer Hare and Phoenix St. Collins. That game is at 12 in Drumshambo, while at the same time, 12 noon in Clune, Ochnashilan face Gorthletra. All four will be disappointed with their seasons to date, but with three teams going down, the w- losers on Sunday morning will be relegated while the two winners will play off at a later date and the winner of that will stay in the senior grade next year. The loser will also be relegated at the end of the season. In the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Football Championship semi-final, Anaduff and Leitrim Gales will come head-to-head for the third time this season with a big victory each on the books so far. Who will get the bragging rights and a place in the final? 
against either Ballon Aguilera or Drum Kieran remains to be seen. That game throws in at 2.45 in Park Sean McDermott in Carrick, while immediately afterwards, Balnamore and Mull do battle. Sean O'Heslins face Mull 4.15pm throw in there. I caught up with Daniel Beck of Mull to see what he thought of his team's chances on Sunday evening. Looking towards Sunday afternoon, we have, of course, the challenge of Mull playing Balnamore, a bit of a local derby there, and joining me to talk about their chances in the game on Sunday afternoon evening is Daniel Beck. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Brethren. Delighted to be here. Well, very happy to have you. Daniel, it's been an interesting year for Mull. You've had some pretty good successes, got off to a flyer with a big victory over Melvin Gales, who've also made the semi-finals, beaten by Manor Hamilton in the group stages, and now you find yourself, a few couple of games later, having beat the county champions two weeks ago, you're now into the county semi-final and you face Balnamore at the weekend. What's your take on how the season has gone for Mull so far? It's been a kind of a strange season, I suppose. Um, I suppose the league campaign, we were going to train and we had six, seven mates at training and kind of scratching our heads going where our lads are, you know, lads were injured or away or whatnot. But we ground out the results. We had 15, 16 tagged out in most games. But the championship then, we just, I suppose, we, we started to build and get lads back. And Manor turned us over. It was a real eye-opener for ourselves. And since then we've just knuckled down we've got everyone into the camp and, and trained hard really you know so. I suppose looking in from the outside at each of the four camps Manor and Balnamore have been the two that have been imp- most impressive throughout the entire campaign what do you have to do on Sunday to make sure that it's your name in the hat on the, the day of the county final yeah look and, and we do say it before most games like um, we have to worry about our own game and control what we what we do um, like our game is intensely running off the ball and like if, if there's one not even doing that there's holes going to appear and we suppose leave opportunities for Balnamore to, to to grasp you know and we just don't want that so every single man knows their job every single man will be accounted for their job half time we'll regroup and hopefully just go out and drive home I suppose the fact that three of the four semi-finalists came out of your side of the draw in terms of the group stages shows just how strong that group actually was. How much do you think those tough games against Melvin Gales, Glencairn Manor, despite the scoreline, they were they were quite tight games. How do you see that standing to you on Sunday afternoon? Uh, it's funny enough, yeah. We actually had that conversation and, and we were saying, like, it's, it's great. We were going to use it to our advantage, like... But I suppose in, the, in those games, you're picking up knocks. Like even the all willing game last weekend, we have lads that, that picked up a few dints here and there. Um, but to come out the right side of them is, is always a positive. Like, you know, so them games will stand to us. Um, but then again, you have, you have Balnamore that have crept in really noticed. They've bet all around them. Like, I suppose the pressure's on those, those guys really. Like, you know, they'll be favourites. You know them. these guys quite well. You've played with them at county level. You've played against them probably your entire football career from underage right through how do you feel about the challenge on Sunday afternoon yeah look at look matchups is a lot of it we know quality we know their quality they'll know our quality um, matchups determine an awful lot in, in these knockout games like so we just have to get ours right and hopefully it pays off you know but what do you see as being the key matchups on the day definitely yeah like, like Balnamore are a big strong unit down the middle um, whereas our lads then you'd have young lads down the middle but 
look, the lads proved against all willing who were the county champions that they're, they're well up for the task that's, that's asked of them. In terms of a county final, have you allowed yourself to look that far forward? No, we try not to. Uh, we're take, like, especially since Manor turned us over in, in the group stages, we've just knuckled down, took it game by game, especially like the likes of Drum Riley was really close. Then we just concentrated solely on our willing, like that was our main focus. Um, that's it. We're just going to take it this game at a time. Like we're not thinking any further than Baltimore. Well, listen, Daniel. The very best luck to you on Sunday evening in Park Sean McDermott against Baltimore. The very best luck. Thanks very much, Bradley. And we must send our apologies to Balnamore, Sean O'Heslands. We had hoped to have a member of their squad on the show this week, but unfortunately, due to a family bereavement, the interview did not go ahead as planned. In soccer, Sligo Rovers host SSE, Airtricity League, Premier Division title winners Dundalk on Sunday evening in the showgrounds. In the second semi-final of the FAI Senior Cup, Leitrim's Niall Moran has been a pivotal figure in that squad so far this year. And during the week, I caught up with him for his thoughts ahead of what will be Sligo Rovers' game of their season. Niall Moran, a big game this weekend is the FAI Cup semi-final, Sligo Rovers versus Dundalk. And you're going to be in the squad for Sligo Rovers. It's your first FAI Cup semi-final. It's the first one Sligo have had in a couple of years as well. It must be a fantastic feeling around the squad at the moment. There is, yeah. There's a absolutely fantastic feeling around the squad. Uh, everyone's buzzing. The squad is buzzing. The management is buzzing. I think the fans hopefully are buzzing. Hopefully they're up for the game. And uh, the town I like is buzzing, and rightly so. It's a it's a massive game. Probably our biggest game of the season. And I think come Sunday, the showgrounds will hopefully be a fortress. They talk about David and Goliath. Well, it doesn't come much better than this. Sligo have, to be fair, struggled over the last couple of years and have been consistently mid-table this season. There have been a couple of fantastic results, namely that victory against Dundalk earlier in the year, back in May, before they went on a massive 29-game unbeaten streak. Do you think you can uh, hit the other end of that streak and, and end that on Sunday? Uh, obviously, yeah, that would be our goal. League tables don't lie. They've obviously won the league during the week against uh, Shamrock Rovers and we're sitting pretty in the middle of the table but uh, obviously as he said we've beaten them earlier in the year and they've beaten us and listen, we're going to go out to win that's our goal and get past them and get to the final Without giving away too much of the game plan what are the club doing differently and the management doing differently to prepare for this than maybe recent league games? I suppose at this stage of the season we'd have played them four times already so uh, I suppose without giving too much away, we will have our homework done and hopefully it'll it'll work on the night. From your own point of view, do you know yet what role you'll have on Sunday? Uh, I won't know, I won't know uh, just yet. I'm, I'm sure we'll obviously find out in the coming days, but uh, I'm looking to be involved anyways and obviously it's a big game, so I'm hoping I'll get a run out. Sligo on a good run of form, you've been involved in, in most of that over the last few weeks. How are you feeling the second half of your season has gone after that injury you sustained midway through the year? Yeah, obviously it was a, I suppose, never a good time to pick up an injury, but since coming back I've I've got a, a good few minutes and I'm happy with how it's going and hopefully I, I can keep it going till the till the end of the season, the remaining games left. Four league games left after this, the possibility of a cup final in there as well. Looking back at this point in the season, how has the season gone for you? Has it been above and beyond your wildest expectations? Personally, I think it has. I've got 
a lot more minutes and game time than one than I would have expected as a collective as a team. I think we've picked up a lot more points this year than we would have in years gone by. And obviously with the cup semi final and hopefully a final there's there's something to look forward to and a big run in hopefully and uh obviously we'll look to win our remaining four games and finish the season on a high. Obviously the game, it's been very high profile on social media over the last few days with the tickets kind of been talked about. You've sold out of kids' tickets and concession tickets. There's only a handful of tickets left according to the Sligo Rovers social media. A full house, you haven't played in front of a full house in the showgrounds yet. Uh, no, I don't think uh, the showgrounds have sold out in quite a while to be honest. But uh, yeah, it's great to see that there's only a handful of tickets left and hopefully they'll be gone come Sunday as well. And I hear Dundalk are bringing a big contingent as well. So... Listen, it'll be great to see a, a packed showgrounds and hopefully the, the fans will make it a bit of a fortress, like I said. You seem to be on TV a lot playing against Dundalk. Um, how does this one going to go compared to the other TV appearances? Um, well, we'll just say the last few didn't go as well as I would have hoped, but uh, hopefully we can put things right on, on Sunday and uh, it might go a bit better for myself. Are you expecting a big crowd in from Leitrim at the weekend? Um, hopefully so, yeah. I think... Uh, there is a big following, as you know, of Sligo Rovers in Leitrim, and hopefully they will, uh, a few of them will come down and uh, support the bit of red. In terms of the overall club and the Leitrim influence there, who's coming up through the ranks with a Leitrim connection? Are there any other Leitrim players in the underage grades? Uh, I think there is, yeah. There's a few fellas from Manor Hamilton, and there's Eli Rooney. Uh, there's, that's Aidan Rooney's son. And uh, I think there is a few younger again on Sligo Leitrim, which would be... Uh, looking again to push up and actually there Niall Holan, another Carrickton man, he's with the under fifteens as well. So um oh yeah, it's good to see obviously fellas from Leitrim um doing well and getting a look in down here in Sligo. Excellent. Listen, Niall, the very best luck to you on Sunday. I hope you play and I hope you make a, a serious impression and you never know if things go perfect for you on Sunday, we could be following you to the Aviva in a month's time. Hopefully so. Thanks Brefney. In ladies football, after the excitement of the senior football championship last weekend, we face the other two adult championship finals this weekend, both tomorrow, Saturday, and Ahawillan face Mohol in the intermediate football championship, with that game throwing in at 3pm in Clune, while Drumkirn and Kildregales do battle at 6pm in Anna Duff tomorrow afternoon. I took advantage of Patricia Ford dropping in to talk to us about the Bee Park Sports Hub to talk about her Kildred Gale side's chances of securing their second piece of silverware this season. So Trish, it's county final time. We kind of figured you'd be here after we spoke at the league final back in the earlier in the season. It's been a pretty straightforward route to the final. One tough game against Drumkieran aside. You faced Drumkieran again at the weekend. Yeah. How are you feeling? Nervous, um, like anybody coming up to a final, I think you would you would be nervous. Obviously, we're hoping for a win, but um, Drumkeer and I have uh, look they've won out their semi final and they've won it on a huge scoreline, so they've really set the standard um, coming into this weekend. So we're hoping that we can step up and meet them. Um, I suppose it's when you've bet a team that you're meeting in a final, it's not an ideal situation to be in. Like most most people would want to be in it, but that's when you're 
you're worried that you can't live up to the standards you've set. So we've got a lot of work to do and focus on the game and try and make sure we can keep consistent with our previous performances and come out on top. What do you have to do as a team to make sure that you don't fall into that little bit of complacency? It's very difficult. It's, it's really mind over matter. We're constantly telling ourselves this. Um, a lot of football is played in your head before you ever go out on the field. So it's, it's really a mental game. Like You have to remember that's nothing taken for granted. We wouldn't be going to this final if we had it won. So that's why we're going to there. We're going to win it. There's, there's nothing going to be taken for granted whatsoever. So um, we just need to keep that in our head. If, if we thought we had it won, we wouldn't be showing up. In terms of the, the build-up, you've obviously you've had a lot of very one-sided games this season. Yeah. Has that been a good thing or a bad thing from the club's point of view? It's unusual, Breffney. I suppose last year's junior championship wouldn't have led into the way we've seen this year going last year. We played Anna Duff in a very difficult uh, final and Anna Duff won it out, so that's why we're in the situation we are. The, the two second teams it's great that they have second teams but they haven't been competitive with us so I think the junior championship has been very one-sided ourselves and John Kieran being first teams coming into the final and the Uchtera and St Francis didn't get to the final they've had very tough games where they've lost by huge margins it's been difficult for them too I'm sure but it doesn't prove competitive football for going forward uh, so I don't know if it's something the county board might want to look at about regrouping the championship or I don't know what way it can be done, but I think competitive games are the way to go forward, and that's not what we've had overall in the junior championship this year. How hard is it for a team to? Because people talk about keeping teams motivated when they're getting beaten, but when you're winning by such big margins as well, people again, the word complacent comes to mind. Yeah. People just kind of expect, well, I can miss next week because we're going to win anyway. Mm. Does that have a little bit of a danger of maybe seeping into the club? It definitely does have a danger. I think that's where that's where all our work has to go in. Um, you do get complacent when you've had big wins and I know it, it's probably more chance of that happening to Kildrails than it would happen to Drunkieran because they're going in thunderdogs they, they lost the last time we played them so yep something we need to work on and make sure that we don't get complacent as I said if we thought we had this one we wouldn't be showing up on Saturday we, we think we have in the bag but that's not the case we're, we're turning up to win the match please God looking forward positively towards the weekend obviously it's, it is still a final it's an yep. excitement what has it been like in the club based on having lost last year's final for those maybe the younger girls in particular to be back in a final yeah. is, the, is there a good buzz around the team? There's a great buzz yeah I suppose we, we lost two finals two years in a row and this year we've got two finals and we've won the first one so I think it sets huge standards there's we're a very young team I'm one of the older players and I still consider myself quite young so for the younger girls coming through and for them to have that experience under their belt at such a young age like we have fantastic players like Shailen Ward is a f- she's still under 16 and she's one of our key players and we have lots of big names like Emer Duffy has done really well in midfield and Sean McGrath and we have Rachel Reynolds who's still very very young and is a fantastic player as well so there's loads of girls with this year has brought them lots of experience and as I said this is our second final so hopefully with the two losses in two previous years we can make up for that this year. Well listen the very best look and hope you make it a double but I says I can't take sides so I'll be wishing drunk here in luck as well okay. so the very best of luck to you um, thank you at the weekend. thank you and finally today Blonet Carney and Patricia Ford of the Leitrim Sports Partnership dropped in to talk to us about the Bee Park Sports Hub and their sports fest which happens tomorrow between 10am and 1pm in Manor Hamilton and they have a range of fantastic free opportunities to experience a huge range of different sports for all levels and all age groups. 
why don't I let the girls tell you all about it? On yesterday's show, Orla spoke to Patricia and Blana from Leitrim Sports Partnership and the Bee Park Sports Hub. We're going to go a bit more in-depth as to what exactly is the Bee Park Sports Hub. Girls, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks a million. I might start with you, Trish, because yep. this is an overall project that came out of the local sports partnership, of which mm-hmm. you are one of the members of staff. So tell us a bit about why the sports hub was set up what it came out of and where I suppose it's funded from. The Sports Hub are funded through the Dormant Accounts Fund under the Sport Ireland. There's Sports Hubs throughout Ireland set up. I think they're kind of up and running in around five years and there's multi-different forms of Sports Hubs. So some Sports Hubs are in um, community centres like our one in the Bee Park, but there's other Sports Hubs in water sports settings. Some of them are school Sports Hubs. Some of them are outdoor activity Sports Hubs. So they're really kind of taken off throughout Ireland. They're they're part of a real bigger picture. Um, But the one we have is the first one in Leitrim. So we're absolutely delighted to have one. And I suppose Leitrim is such a, spread out county and and um, because it's such a long county we kind of often end up doing work in focus areas and communities and as much as we work in Manor it could be hard to get the smaller rural areas in the north of Leitrim and um, brought into it so I suppose when we have the bee park there and we have the sports hub we're hoping to get as many people in the north of the county and um, working together on a community sports hub. And I suppose that's where you come in, Blonde, is yeah. you are now employed part-time yeah. to be the, what's the title? The of, coordinator of the, the sports hub. What exactly is your day-to-day work involved? Um, oh, that's a tough one, but a lot of different things. Um, at the start, I suppose, the aim of my position was to try and develop a committee, a strong committee um, within the Bee Park Sports Hub. What we did was we went to the local sports and physical activities programmes that were already in Manor Hamilton and tried to bring um, the leaders of those together on a committee that's up and established now. So that would be one of the main things we would meet as a committee on a monthly basis. Even at the beginning it was every second week to try and get the sports hub up and running Um, so then the next role I suppose I was faced with was then doing a community consultation within Manor Hamilton to try and find out although we have this funding here is what the real needs were within the community and so that was there there were two big roles within my job Um, so once we gathered that information from the community we then as a committee sat down and developed I suppose a project plan on how we would deliver this sports hub within the Manor Hamilton area. We set September with the date hence the Be Active Sports Fest coming up. Following on from the Sports Fest we then will have a programme of events to try and get physical activity within the local community up and running. Now I know you went through the the specifics of the Sports Fest on yesterday's show but just give us a little refresher and remind us because it seems like every single able-bodied person (laughs) and probably non-able-bodied person in Manor Hamilton is going to have something to do uh, tomorrow in the town. Yeah so basically the aim of the Sports Fest and the aim of the Community Sports Hub are to try and bring the people um, within Manor Hamilton together and also to showcase what is already on offer in Manor Hamilton. The committee have really taken ownership and leadership of this event and they will roll out all the different activities that they offer within Manor Hamilton. It's completely inclusive and and free, which is very good to have something like this in the in your local area. 
Yeah, so there will be everything from cycling, walking, um, the parkour will be down there. We'll have... I hope your insurance cover is really good because parkour taster session or demo... Do people actually get to participate or is it just a display? Uh, no, there'll be a display and people get to participate as well. And the Community Sports Hub insurance will cover that. Wow, that's. I hope the policy is huge because I can the parkour thing, I, I can see people loving it. Yeah. But I can see somebody absolutely spilling themselves yeah. repeatedly on that. Yeah, so it would be part of the Community Sports Hub insurance and also Leitrim Sports Partnership would cover all the stuff that we would run um, and all the events that we would run as well. So that would be part of my roles as well, making sure that that's covered. Now, I do have a question and either one of you is more than welcome to jump in on this, but what is pickleball? <laughs> I think I'll give that one to Patricia. Um, pickleball is... I'm probably not the best person to describe it, but from my understanding, it's very close to tennis. So I played it up in Edgerstown Sports Hub, actually. So it's probably one of the nearest sports hubs to us. And there is um, a group called Pickleball Ireland. So Michael McDade is from Donegal, and he is in charge of Pickleball Ireland. And it's a very similar game to tennis, but the bat is much lighter than your tennis racket, and the ball is even lighter again. Uh, so it's, it's kind of not... It doesn't have too much resistance um, and it is generally played by active age groups. So, for example, there was a national pickleball championships that took place in Multifarnham, I think this year. Um, Multifarnham active age group are huge ambassadors for the sport and it's really taken off there. But that's pickleball, very similar to tennis. There's a lower net in the middle and the lighter bats and lighter balls. So it's, it's similar to tennis. Anyone can play it, but it's probably more accessible to older adults because there's not as much resistance um so people with, the, with a bit of mobility or issues or a little yeah. bit of strength issues yeah it just gets them out and gets exactly. them active. Yeah. fantastic so trish there are other benefits from the sports hub it's not just about sessions and activities yeah. what are the other more probably longer term effects of having a sports hub in the county um i suppose sports hub is to bring people together so as you said, we will be bringing people together through activity sessions and programs, but we will also be purchasing some equipment that can be used by all the different groups in the community. So as Blaud had mentioned, there is a committee up and running and they are the people on the committee are representing different clubs and groups in the area. So we have some representatives from GA Club, the Boxing Club, um, Tennis Club. We have the schools on the committee. So it's really a, a joint community committee and those people on the committee will be working with Blaud at our hub coordinator to purchase different types of equipment for example spinning bikes multi-use gym equipment lots of different types of equipment that will be there for the use of all the groups in the community so it's a shared set of equipment that hopefully will benefit as many people in Manor Hamilton and the surrounding areas as possible there is of course a a legacy of this day as well it's not just all about bringing everyone together and doing one day exercise as we all know is about doing it consistently week after week a couple of times a week if possible there are a whole range of feeder classes next week which yeah. will lead into hopefully people becoming more involved in whatever club or activity is going on. Tell us a bit about that, plan. Yes, yeah, so following on from Saturday's event, we have a programme of activities that start on um, the following Monday. And these are also free taster sessions for people within the Manor Hamilton area. This is to try and get those that are not always involved in sport, involved in sport, um, regardless of their age, ability or background, to get involved and more importantly, try and stay involved in physical activity. The aim of the taster sessions as well is to see what people really want in the area. So if they go well, we will continue those on um, following on from the taster sessions. There are events there for everybody from social walking right down to under 12, under nine sports yeah. in a range of different sports. All of the activities are 
on the sports partnership website they're also on our event guide on the uh, on our website which is leitrimdaily.com forward slash events and they're in the b park as well Oh, Park so page. <laughs> people will find it yeah. on the B Park Facebook page as well. Girls, thank you very much for dropping in and wish you the very best of luck for Saturday's events, the launch of the hub and also into the future with the whole project. Thank Thanks you, Rafa. a million. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. A bit longer than usual. But with a massive weekend ahead, apologies to the intermediate semi-finalists. We just didn't have time to get you in there today. There's going to be two absolute cracking games in their own right, not just as curtain raisers for the senior football championship this weekend. Wherever you are, get out and about, whether it's the showgrounds on Sunday afternoon, the girls finals tomorrow, or just having a bit of fun in the B Park tomorrow morning, as well as those two doubleheaders in the intermediate and senior football championships over the weekend. It's going to be a busy weekend of sport, so get out and support whoever you want this weekend. I'll be back tomorrow with a current affair where we're joined by the chairman of Leitrim County Council, Enda McGloin, to talk about how his first three months as county chairman have been going. Talk to you then.